So we're going to do things a little different today. And I need to introduce, how many of you do not know this young lady? This is my daughter. How many of you don't know? You've never seen Ashley. Okay, now I got one more to show you. I have another daughter too. Che, won't you stand up? Because Che comes in, even though she's a member of the church, she always hides in the back. This is my other daughter. And they're both precious. Now today we're going to do something a little different. Ashley has written a book called Papa God and Ashley. And um, so she wanted to come and minister. So her and I got together and brainstormed this a little bit. And I, I kind of want to use this as a time to uh, talk to you about families and relationships and relationships with God. You know, I pastor this church and a lot of times you hear me tell the stories of me getting born again. And, and I think sometimes you think that everything was just easy. Everything was just great. But it was not. Um, for years, I got saved uh, November 16, 1975. Um, no, yes, yeah, 75. And these girls were married, were born early 70s. I'm not allowed to give you their ages because they don't want you to know they're somewhere in their 40s. Anyway. <laughs> but you know, but you know, you, you hear me tell the stories and, and, and there's other parts of the story, but I want you to understand something that I've learned years ago. And, and I've based everything that I do on this. I, I made up my mind that if I would live for God, if, if I, Daryl, would, would give him all and walk with God, then my family would follow me. And, you know, I, I want to say that as encouragement because... When Ashley's growing up and when Che's growing up, you can give them Bible, you can take them to church, but they're going to have to meet Jesus and walk with him their self. And sometimes that's, that's tough as parents when we're watching our kids make wrong choices and you're trying to talk to them and they're not listening. Come on, y'all, help me amen a little bit. And so Ashley, Ashley, now I can tell you right now that when she was a little girl, when we lived in Oklahoma, she would get her jump rope and pretend like she was singing and she would stand on the kitchen table and sing, Jesus loves me, this I know, like there was a million people listening to her sing. And she's the sweetest little thing, but then later, I don't know what happened. <laughs> she got a little bit of a mind of her own, hallelujah. Not only that, but because my, my marriage fell apart, that affected the girls greatly. Um, life hits us. And often as parents, we go, what are we going to do about it? Well, I had nothing I could do except stand on the word of God. And today, I want to introduce you to my new daughter. Um, after God got finished with her. And uh, the fact that I was able to just give her to the Lord. And I, and I never really wrestled with it. I never really struggled because I, Brother Hagen taught us when I went to Ramah, the word of God you've planted in them is so powerful that, it, that, it, that it, it, it'll come back. That seed will come back. And so I, so I brought Ashley in here because I want, you to, I want you to hear my daughter tell her side of the story about growing up with me. The truth, the whole truth, nothing but the truth. So anyway, so this is going to be my time for you to hear her. Not only that, you get to buy her book when you leave, and, but uh, it's going to be a fun time for me. Are y'all going to, do you like this? This is kind of fun. And not only that, but I'm not walking around up here preaching to y'all for an hour. We're going to let Ashley do some preaching. Okay. Okay, Ashley. Yes. Now in your book, you, you, you started off, and, and, and I have to do this. Let me see. I'm going to find my... Uh, what I'm trying to drive at right here is, let's, let, I want to talk about what happened to you, and, and where's my thing on the prodigal daughter? Because you, you wrote a story in there about the prodigal son. Where is it? Do you want my notes? No, I got my own <laughs> notes, and I can't figure out where I wrote it. Oh, there it is, right there. Right there. You wrote, you wrote an, an area, because actually you wrote your book, 
and you wrote your book about your coming back to God, mm -hmm. even though you're born again, you came back to God <laughs> and you started walking with God and you got to know him as your papa. Yes. As your papa. And, uh, but it, there's, there's, there's things that you started writing about your life. Now, the one I want to go over now is where you wrote about the prodigal son mm -hmm. and you said the prodigal daughter and what happened to you that caused you to come back to the God of your childhood? I want, I want. Yeah. So just so you know, um, you teach your children the word of God. It's not falling on stones. It's actually little seeds that are being planted. And, um, you know, I, when I was a teenager, I decided that uh, I was going to do things on my own. Thank you for the gifts and Your see you way. later. And, you know, my way. And um, I unfortunately treated God the same way. You know, um, I'll call you when I need you. You know, my, my dad, I, I did that to him too. And um, decided that I was going to go in the business world and I, I hit the ground running. And I was going to prove to everybody that I could make something of myself. Well, being out in the world, um, as glamorous as it seems to all you youngins out here, um, it's hard. They're, they're, the world is worldly, and it can be easy to get sucked into those things. And I started to lose um, my roots. To, I started to lose who I was. And I came into a position where I just was, I, I remember the day I felt like I couldn't breathe. And um, I, I felt alone. I felt hopeless. And I just needed God. I needed God. And, you know, um, the, the great thing is when you call on him, he answers you. And so it was a process for me um, straddling both fences, straddling the world, straddling, you know, um, having a relationship with God. And um, I can relate to the prodigal son because um, when I had gone through uh, probably about two years of counseling and my mentor said, you need to go meet with your dad. I said, oh no, I can't do that. He's scary. <laughs> and she said, Ashley, if you, if you, want, heal, you want healing and you want wholeness, you need, to, you need to go do that. And so I decided that um, I was going to come to you and give you an ultimatum. What did you think was going to happen? I thought you were going to just um, kind of go, well, you know, you've, you've messed up, Ash, you know, and um, it is what it is. And I thought it would be rejected, but it was quite the opposite. It was, wasn't it? It was quite the, the you know, just the intimate moment to where, you know, we just embraced and you said to me, Ashley, I've been waiting this for years, for waiting for this moment for years. And we just sat there and cried together. Yeah, like we're doing now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it was the first moment that I saw God in my dad. And I just, you know, for me, I had to figure out who God was to me, not who God was to you or to my mom or to whom, to Lisa, to, to different people. I had to figure out who he was to me. And I remember going away going, God, I just want to know you. I want to know you, not just know of you. And so that was a big turning point for me in my, in my relationship with you and also my relationship with God because it just kind of made me go, okay, you are in this, God. You are in this. And, and we haven't been the same since. Well, let me tell you on my side a little bit. You understand as a parent, if Ashley didn't want a relationship, there was not much I could do about that. There were things that she had done in the, prior to that that strained our relationship. And she'll tell you it was because she made statements like, I'll do it my way. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and there's things I'd go, Ashley, no. So naturally that relationship is strained. But uh, when a counselor looked and said, you need to go make things right with her, your dad, and she, we went to Catfish House and had lunch together. She thought it was, that was I'm going to go meet him and that's a done deal. But it was very much like in the Bible I had been waiting for years for my daughter to come home. Now, I understood that I had to live the life that God chose for me, which was pastoring a church. And that was very different than the way Ashley. Ashley was, you know, making money and, 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 and you know, and that was, that was her, what she sought. Well, that causes an issue. And so when she said she wanted a relationship, and that's one of the reasons I wanted to bring her in here because... You know, relationships must be cultivated. You're going to have to go look for them. 
So when I said that to her, and she's sitting there, you know, she just blew her away because I'd been looking to have this talk with her for so long. And since that day, I think we've talked every week, mm -hmm. sometimes almost every day. Yeah. And so it's kind of gotten better, hadn't it? A yeah. Lot. Yeah. <laughs> well, the thing is, the enemy is a liar. We all know that. And so, you know, from things that people would say or the things that I would come up with in my own head of how it would be, the enemy was trying to stop this because he knew there was a greater purpose. And so he'll, he'll try all his tricks, but our God is bigger, right? So, and I love the story of the prodigal because when, when the son was out, he took his inheritance and he wanted to make something of himself. And finally, the, one day he was starving and he said, you know, I'm longing to eat the, the food of the pigs I'm feeding. I wondered if my dad would hire me as his hired help. And when he came home, the dad was waiting on the hill. He wasn't off doing something, something somewhere else. He was waiting, and that's God. He's waiting for us on the hill to come home. Yeah. And that's well, beautiful. Let's go to this. You, now, in the book, you, you wrote in the book, Papa, God. Yes. And Ashley. Now, yes. tell us why you named the book that. Yeah. Where'd you get that? Yes. So, um, the name Papa is a very endearing name to me. Um, my mom's dad, Papa Mashburn, he, I, I love my Papa. He's such a great man. I have to tell some little stories about us going to Athens, Georgia to see him in the summer. And it just, it was such a good time in my life to go see my grandparents. And <clears throat> I had gone to a women's retreat. And um, it, I don't know if you've ever been to one of those retreats, but you, it, there's, you're in nature in a cabin, no TV, no nothing, and a bunch of women, and God. And so um, one of the speakers said, you know, if you have any unforgiveness in your heart, this is the time to get alone with God and go bring that up to God. And so I went and I sat by myself and I said, you know, God, I said, I really have been through all that forgiveness stuff. Like I've really handed that over to you. You've, you've um, you know, reconciled things in my life. And um, so I really didn't feel like I had to bring anything to God. Of course, that's a little prideful, right? Like, hello. Um, and so I, all of a sudden I hear in my spirit, you know, the only one you've never forgiven was me. Talk about a spiritual spanking. I was like, oh my gosh, what? Like at first it threw me because I'm like, no, I, wait, yeah. Where were you, God, when this happened? Where were yeah. you when this happened? And he's like, I've always been here. And so he started talking to me about my grandfather and how much I loved him and how much I had put him on this pedestal. And I said this in the first service, but I'll say it again. Sometimes you can put people on a pedestal, but it's a long way to fall because they're human. But God is not. And so he said to me, I love that you love your papa, but I want to be your first love. Do you forgive me? And, and I, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is God like talking to me in my spirit. Yes, you can be my papa. And I want to, I, it just, it was this intimate moment between us. Well, I'll back up a little bit. In 2006, um, I was driving from Miami to Fort Myers, and I'm in my car singing to Crystal Lewis. Has anybody ever heard of Crystal Lewis? Jay, yes. I was singing to Crystal Lewis. Um, she, she's an amazing singer. Look her up. I won't sing for you. Um, but anyway, I was driving, and I'm you know, on Alligator Alley, and I hear something plopped in my spirit. His name is Joseph. Well, of course, I'm very talented like you, um, but I cannot... <laughs> <laughs> bow dad bow. I cannot be driving at 70 75 miles an hour um, and singing a song and think of a little boy's name that I've never heard of so I knew it was God and so I turned off my radio and I said okay I know this is you who's Joseph and he said he's a little boy that comes from an unfortunate situation and you're going to be the catalyst for for this little boy well, I didn't know how in the world I'd be able to do that. Um, so fast forward, um, I had um, gone to a Winter Jam concert. Um, this was like, I want to say 2014. Um, has anybody ever been to Winter Jam? If not, you guys got to go to Winter Jam. It is um, an amazing Christian concert. It comes every year. It just passed, so you have to wait until next year. But um, Holt International, H-O-L-T, is um, a children's a Christian organization that helps children um, in third world nations find their forever homes. They're either in an orphanage, 
um, or they're in, with a family member, but it's severe poverty, and they're at risk of losing, um, you know, living with their, their family. They're at risk of being abandoned. And so um, Russ Lee, who's with New Song, gets up and starts doing this appeal to sponsor a child. And it's $34 a month to sponsor a child, which is nothing um, for food, medical, um, education, a safe place to live. Like these kids are, a lot of them are like dropped off in fields days old, or kids are just pushed out and said, go live on your own in the streets. And so Holt comes in and takes care of these kids. And um, something leapt in my belly, like this is it. This, oh, this is for me. So I ran downstairs, and guess who I went to go look for? I was Joseph. looking for Joseph, and I found no Joseph. And so I said, okay, God, do you still want me to sponsor a child? And I heard yes. And I said, well, what about Joseph? I can't find a Joseph. And he said, just sponsor a child. Don't just, you know, be obedient, Ashley. Just do it. So I did. I sponsored a little boy named Samuel. He has the biggest brown eyes. He's so cute. And so um, I sponsored him. Well, the Lord started calling me out doing um, different speaking engagements and things like that. I'm kind of getting off track. You are, but I'll get you back. Okay, okay. So I started doing different speaking engagements and that sort of thing. And and, um, I started to... um, like speak at concerts and those kind of things. And I had a friend that wanted to do a big concert. And I thought, well, um, maybe we can call Holt International and they can have picture cards out there and um, somebody can do the appeal. My friend Debbie was like, Ashley, why don't you do the appeal? Which I was like, that's like, Winter Jam's like 20, 30,000 people, which I had, you know, not ever done that before. So I felt bold enough to call Holt and they referred me to a lady named, um, and, um, I ended up talking to her and telling her about Joseph. And um, she said to me, well, how many people have you ever spoken in front of before? And I said, oh, like 500. And she didn't seem very impressed. And so I was like, okay, God, if this is you, this is going to happen. And so um, she said, well, do you have a video of yourself? And so I said, I do. And I sent her a video of me. And um, months went by, heard nothing. And then one day I got a a message on my uh, email it said, hey, this is Chris Thompson. We watched your video and we love you. And um, we want to sign an artist agreement with you. And so... So in a few minutes, they can find out about Holt International yeah. and, and the children. Now, let's go back. Go back to the women's retreat. Off. I did. Well, because we want to get you saved. We want to get you right, right with God here. Right. You're already sponsoring children and they don't even hey, know you're right mission, with God that's my mission, sponsor yet. kids. So, all right. So the night in the, in the, night in the, in the meeting... The lady walks up to you and says what? Okay, so going back to the moment where I had with God, I got up and I, and I went up to this woman, that, one of the leaders there, and I said, you know, I know what God has planned for me, but I don't know how to get there. And she just put her hand up, and she didn't touch me. She was this far away from me, and she said, that's the prophetic. I went, woof, and I hit the ground. Nobody caught me. I remember my head hit the ground, and I was like, oh, my gosh. Well, all of a sudden, Mark Hankins, I don't know if you guys, I know you'll see him next week. Mark Hankins, I remembered something he had said, wasabi. The power of God hit me so strong that I couldn't stop screaming wasabi. And Pastor Deb, who's my, my mentor, came over to me, and she kept, like, hovering over me going, give her more, God. And I'm laughing for three hours. And I kept saying, don't do that because literally I could almost feel the power of God going to shoot out my hands. I literally thought it was going to explode. So when I said wasabi, I meant wasabi. (laughs) It was power. It was like, yeah. Well, where's Justin? There he is in the back now. You know, well, y'all do y'all who doesn't know what wasabi is. Okay. Wasabi is a, uh, a, a spice. It's a hot, hot, green spot. You know, a little bit of it will light you up. All right, now I got to tell about Justin. Justin's always been kind of like the man. So one time we went to a restaurant. Justin loves hot sauce. So we went one time and he had this certain green sauce. And I said, "Don't, don't put too much of that on. Well, He's dousing it. And I'm like, don't eat that. He's Who? like, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Who's the feisty kid? 
Who's the fa- hey, yeah. the whole Morgan family is well, like this. This just is saying. the problem. That's why God has to get us. That's why he has you screaming, wasabi, when you, yeah, you know. So Justin eats this. Oh, it lights his face up and everything in him. He is screaming water, water like the man in hell, you know. And the lady brings him water. And I decided, well, he didn't listen to me. And I said, that'll be, good. You, you know, that'll be done in a few hours. And, and he's like, this isn't funny. I'm dying. <laughs> and anyway, that's, that's Justin's story. So when Ashley's laying on the ground screaming, wasabi, wasabi, it's because when God hits you, it's like peppers on steroids. All of a sudden you realize this is God. And when Debbie's in, and, he, and you needed it, didn't you? I mean, I did. it was not a, not a little laugh, but how long? Three hours. Three hours it was of a laying belly in the laugh. floor laughing your guts out. Yeah. But this was God bringing you back, wasn't it? Yeah. And some, something, it's like I was being healed emotionally. Um, and I would love to see a reenactment of this one day in heaven because I'm going to be like, oh, my god. We'll do it here. Oh, well, I have a dress on today. Let's not <laughs> fling me back like that, Lord. So, um, that did not stop God. I no, know. I know, right? So um, that, that night, they had to pretty much almost peel me off the floor. I shut the place down. Like, they were like, Ashley, it's like 11 o'clock. we got to get out of here. And I'm like, oh. So they're, you know, I'm walking back to my, my room, and the enemy just starts attacking my mind. And, oh, what, you know, how embarrassing for you. It was like, you know, you know what I mean? Like, you know that voice that, you know, you made such a fool of yourself. You screaming wasabi. They all thought you looked like such an idiot. And here I'm like, oh, my gosh. I look so stupid. Oh, my gosh. And we go back to this, these little cabins, and there's three beds in there. And we had, like, a conjoining room with the other um, women. And they're all laughing. And I'm like, they're all laughing at me. I know they are. You know, I'm having my pity party. Of course, the devil wants to attack me because he, God is doing something amazing in me. Yeah. You know, and there's a lady um, there that she's so soft-spoken and so sweet and just very peaceful. And I was saying, why can't I be like her? Why can't I be? And of course, I mean, look who I'm from. So, you know. I don't know what she's talking about. (laughs) That's kind of like the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. Is that what you're saying? Okay, go ahead with your story. Yes. So I, I just prayed and I said, God, you're going to have to help me because that, you know, that repeating, like repeat in your head of how horrible you looked and how stupid you looked. And um, I, went, I fell asleep and I've, I've always had this gift of, of prophetic dreams. And it's, I love that God has given me that gift. And um, I went to sleep. And it was like a movie, like the old-fashioned movies. You know how they have that, like, five, four, three, two, one. That yeah, I know. Oh, my gosh. So, anyway, um, it was an old-fashioned movie, and it was a big, open, grassy field. And there's this little ladybug, and she's just fluttering from blade of grass to blade of grass. The sun is shining. It's a be- I mean, it, this is very vivid, by the way. And so, all of a sudden, in the distance, there's this piece of what seemed to be a blade of grass floating with the grass, but it was a praying mantis. And so the little ladybug is just going about her business, and she comes over, and I, and I am coming close to the praying mantis, and I said, no, little ladybug, don't. He's, gonna, he's an imposter. He's going to eat you. And all of a sudden, two very masculine hands came out of the clouds, but they were gentle hands. They came and scooped up the little ladybug, and God said, you see, Ashley, I've got you, and I've created you for a purpose. And, you know, I woke up the next day. I couldn't wait to tell everybody what God had done. And so the, there's a picture of the, uh, the front of the book. It's a little girl, and it's based on Matthew 18, 4, whoever humbles himself like a child is the greatest. You got to go look at the book. But she's pointing to a ladybug, and we all have purpose. The thing I love about the ladybug is she's flying. We're all created to fly. We're all created for a purpose. So, yes. So, so you were the ladybug. Yes. And, okay. hey... There are male ladybugs too. Just saying. So, so what the Lord was trying to show Ashley, and she'll get into this in a minute, is that God created her personality 
on purpose. Now, Ashley is, is always been the strong-willed one. I will tell you this between Ashley and Che. Che will love this moment. <laughs> che got a good average of one spanking a year. And it wasn't, I mean, Ash, Che would be the one that during the summer would study so she would be ready for fall. I mean, she was always prim and proper. Daughter eyes. Ashley, no. No. If I said, don't, Ashley, she'd say, really? What will happen? And she'd do it anyway. So needless to say, for her to say, God made that personality, but not to do that. Right. But yet, that the thing she was talking about was laying on the floor screaming wasabi. Is there, there's, there's a way God, God didn't make Ashley prim and proper, even though she really looks prim and proper. But she's very prophetic, very strong, so that when God says do something, she goes and does it. But she had to learn that day that it's God that has her. That's right. He's the one holding her up. And yet, even though there's a world out there that would like to kill her, he's got this. That's right. You know, one of the things that I want to bring about, and you talk about this, and, and, and I want to say this to y'all. Without a relationship with God, well, I, I have a relationship with the Lord. And my, my daughters watched me for years. and They heard my stories about me walking with God. But I, I can give them the word, but I can't do that. They've got to do that on their own. And as a parent, you want your children to walk with God. You want to have your day where, where you're able to do what I'm doing right now and say, this is my daughter and she's not walking with my God. She's walking with her own God. She has a relationship herself. And I think the thing that I wanted you to catch out of this was the fact that for so long, she, she, she's a Christian, but yet it was like, I'll call you when I need you. That doesn't work, guys. No. That doesn't work because God doesn't put up with that forever. After a while, it's like, hey, I want a relationship with you. So today, he wants a relationship with you. But he's going to be God. You're going to realize you're not going to do this by yourself. Amen? All right, so there's a couple more stories here. And um, do you have anything else you want to share about your getting right with God that night? And No, I mean, I just, I, I think the only thing I can say is that night was such a, 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 a turning point in my life that I stepped into my calling I really stepped into my calling at that point, even though I didn't even know what that was. I mean, that's faith. Like, God told me you're going to do this. Okay, how do I do it? But he wasn't, it's, he became my Lord, not just my Savior. Okay, Lord, what do you want? Where are we going, God? What are we doing? And so that's when I started writing. I started um, journaling. I would just start spending time with God. Like, I wanted to know him. I, I didn't want to just know of him. I, you know, so I would sit down in the mornings and just pray, and I would say, Holy Spirit, I ask you to lead me today. And, I, and somebody asked me this morning um, during the, the intermission there, um, how do you hear that voice? It's spending time with him. You know, I get a, my, my daily devotion out. I read Mary Fran for two years, and now I've got, uh, what's the? Rick Renner. Rick Renner. Um, the, what is it called? The, That's the blue book. Okay, it's something about jewels, finding gems. Gems, sparkling gems. gems. Um, but I spend time with him, and I ask him, what do you say, God? What do you say? And you've got to be able to tune in those spiritual ears to be able to decipher who's speaking. Is it your voice, God's voice, the enemy's voice, a person? You've got to be able to tune those spiritual ears in and spend time with him. I get a journal out, and I just ask God questions. And sometimes I'll, sometimes I'll write things, and I'll go, wow, that was pretty amazing. But it, it's not me, it's him. And so I would start um, journaling, and that's how I started. I started blogging on Facebook, um, Papa God and Ashley Devotionals, and I just started writing a book, and I didn't even know I was writing a book. And so just listening to him and, and finding these aha moments with God, they go, oh, my gosh, do other people know this? And I just started writing. And I'm not a writer. I'm, not, I'm, in, I'm in sales. So for me to actually publish a book is 
God. Okay. Now we got another question for you. Okay. Now during this time, Ashley, Ashley's blogging, Ashley's writing, God is training her. You know, he's, he's built, he's building a relationship with Ashley, but Ashley has this issue with doing it her way. I know none of y'all have that problem. And she also has another problem with saying what she wants to say when she wants to say it. Have y'all ever met anybody like that? Okay, so she wrote, a, she wrote a story in her book called God's Got Tentacles. Now, that's 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 strange uh, title. Yeah. So I want to know about where you got this. So what happened there? That you, well, we will talk about what you learned, but just tell me about God's Got Tentacles story in your book. Okay. Well, this story really is about obedience for me and about eternity for somebody else that God was going to use me for. So I own my own business. So I have a, an, a mailbox um, that I have clients send for, you know, mail to. Um, and I used to go up to the, my mailbox a couple times a week to check my mail. And there was a man who, who you know, worked at the mailbox place, the UPS place. And um, his name was Bill. And every time I would go in, he would say something derogatory to me, like a, a sexual remark to me. And it was making me mad because a lot of times it would throw me off. Like, okay, where did that come from? Like, how do I respond to this? And so, you know, I, I was so furious and I ended up calling my mom and I said, mom, you know, this person is saying this to me, how do I respond? And, you know, she said, you know, Ashley, you simply just tell him you, you are a lady and you don't talk to me that way. Well, of course, you know, that sounded good enough and it sure fired me up. And so I was going to go tell him off and tell him, don't you dare talk to me like that. I am a lady. And so um, I'm driving up there and I hear in my spirit, what are you doing? Well, God, I'm going to go tell him. And, and he said, he's not even there today. I want you to wait on me and I will tell you what to say when the time is right because I have something to tell Bill. So, of course, um, I still went in because that's my personality. Um, and I, I went in and he wasn't there. I'm like, oh God, you are funny. He's, he is funny. Um, and so um, I knew it was God saying, cool your jets. And so he said, Ashley, I'll give you the time. You, you, I'll give you the right time to say it and when to say it and how to say it. And so I left and about, you know, I don't know, the weekend passed and I went, the, uh, I was dropping off my daughter at school and I heard he's in there today. Oh, yeah. I mean, I like hit room. I was like going to do a U-turn. I was going there. And I said, okay, God, I know what you told me. I, you know, he's like, Ashley, just say what I say. So I went in there. He was there. And so I went and I went to my mailbox and there was no mail. And so I came out and I said, oh, well, there's no mail today. That means that must be a good thing. That means there's no bills. And he goes, well, hold on a second. Let me go back to the back because sometimes there might be mail that the postman didn't put in there. So he comes back out and he goes, you're right, there's no mail. And, he, and I said, you know, Bill, you can really be a nice guy when you want to be. And he said, well, this nice guy is about to get fired. And I'm like, hmm, wonder what that's about. <laughs> so I said, tell me about this. And so he said, well, there's some women that have been complaining about me, especially a young girl and a nice fancy car and she comes in here and they've complained to corporate office that I've sexually harassed them and I'm thinking you sure did <laughs> and so God said don't say it Ash I wanted to say to him you are of your father the devil and you, you know like I want to tell him off and so God said nope you just say nothing so he continues to blah 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 and I looked at him and all of a sudden it plopped out of my mouth Bill do you know Jesus I was like, oh, where'd that come from? <laughs> and he looks at me and he says, well, I'm Jewish. And I said, well, Jesus was Jewish. And so he just looked at me like, okay. And he continued to talk about all these great things that he had done. This is only his third job. You know, I, these people are lying about me. And here he's blabbing so much. Really, my flesh wanted to jump the counter and wring his neck. And so I said, all of a sudden, I remembered something that you had said in a sermon. This is why it's important to come to church and listen to sermons. Yes, it is. 
Yes. Thank you. Yes. And spend time with God because if I didn't, if I hadn't listened to that sermon and I didn't know the voice of God, I wouldn't be able to do what God was calling me to do. And so I said, um, Bill, where will you be in a thousand years? I mean, he's an older guy, so he's probably thinking thousand. I mean, I've probably got 30 left, right? Um, and he just stopped and he's like, for all I know is I could be a microorganism floating around in outer space. And I just looked at him with that look, you know, I put my hand on my hips and I'm like, this is ridiculous. And so he just starts blabbing. And I said, Bill, I said, when God, I knew he, he was Jewish I, and I knew that he knew Genesis. And so I said, Bill, when God created Adam and he breathed life into Adam, what happened to Adam? And he said, well, he came to life. And I said, exactly. And I said, so if, if God breathed into Adam and God created you in his image, don't you think you look just like God? And he's, I mean, he was like, he stopped talking. It was like, yes. And so this is God. And so then he said, well, for all I know is God has tentacles. And I'm like, or idiot, <laughs> like my mind, you know, but God was just, he was just using me to say these right things. And I said, I said, listen, I said, Bill, why don't you go get your Bible and read Isaiah 53? This is the old Testament. And why don't you read what, what Jesus, what Isaiah was talking about, prophesied about, this is about Jesus and what he did for you. And he loves you and how he died on the cross for you. It doesn't matter all the great things you've done or haven't done. It matters. What matters is your relationship with Jesus Christ. Well, he was like literally ready to cry. And I'm standing there going, wow, I actually had sympathy for the guy because he, he had tears in his eyes. And um, all of a sudden, people were coming into the door. And I said, Bill, I said, I'm going to call you tomorrow. Will you read Isaiah 53? And he said, yeah. And I said, I want to hear what you have to say about that when I see you tomorrow. Well, I ended up leaving, and I came back the next day. He wasn't there. I even came back a few days later again to see maybe, but he indeed did get fired. But here's the thing. God is always on time. And that, like, I knew that God had wanted me to speak to him for probably a good six months, but I just didn't know how to do it. And so when, it, when I trusted God and said what God said, is when God was able to use me. And he, listen, Bill was already a sinner. I didn't need to go and tell him all the things that he was doing as, as a sinner. He That's already right. knew that. Yeah. But what he needed to know is that he's loved. Yeah. Are y'all enjoying this? Yeah. Now, let me tell you what happens. Every week, I get to talk to Ashley on the phone, and I get to hear all that God is doing in her life. Now, as a dad, I'm going to tell you that thrills me. Because I, I get to hear the stories. I get to hear about, I witnessed to a Jewish guy today. I, I got to minister to a guy at the beach today. Or, or I got to, I'm preaching on the radio this week, Dad. And I'm looking and going, I'm so proud of my daughter. But it, but it really was a God thing for God to turn my daughter around. I brought her here today because I wanted you to understand something. That God heard Ashley's dad's prayers. And you have situations you're going through right this minute. And there's no way for you to change it. Now, the thing about God is that he's able to change anything. He can do things you can't do. He can fix problems you can't fix. You know, for me to even get in with Ashley and start trying to change her convince her she's wrong reminds me of how how didn't need to know that he's a sinner he's got that down he knows he's condemned Ashley already knew she was wrong I already knew that what I was doing was right but I had to, but I had to trust that my father God was going to find my daughter and bring her back and, and there, you know, sometimes we find that difficult because, you know, Lisa and I have a motto, say less, pray more. So sometimes we get around Ashley or Che or anybody and we just love our kids. Once they get to a certain age, your time of preaching at them all the time is over. But now she'd ask me a question. I'd say, well, you ask. That's right. Yeah. And so we would talk. But for me to watch what God's doing in her life. You have no idea what that does in me as a dad. 
knowing that I'm walking with God, but my God. So, you know, there's times I would listen to Ashley and I'd watch what she's doing and I'd have to cast the care of it over on God. I'd have to go, God, you said the word doesn't return void. You said great is the peace of my children. They're taught of the Lord. And then for me to hear that he's actually answering my prayer and he's able to do exceeding abundantly above anything I could ask or think. And so he brought my daughter home. You know, when I went through my divorce and the girls don't like me talking about this, it was very, very hard for me to watch them walk out of my life. As a matter of fact, I got extremely angry at their mom. I, and I just, I just wanted to just blow a gasket because I had worked so hard on raising them right and to watch them walk away. It had to be the most difficult thing I ever did in my life. And then to go, God, I'm going to give them to you. Now, you may think that's a, like a minor thing. It's not a minor thing. But to, but to pick up the phone and, Dad, I want to have uh, meet you at the catfish house and to watch God use in her today the way he uses her is amazing to me. Now, I, I wanted her to do this today because not so just so you could hear Ashley, but you understand that if, um, if she said her walk with God turned it around. Some of you in this room right now, it's really about your relationship. Thank you for your enthusiasm. You're, you cannot put your God in a box to follow you around in the way you do it. There has to come a day where you go, God, from now on, we're going to do this your way. And uh, you have to get over the fear that he's going to do something bad, send you to Africa or India or whatever you think he's going to do. And Ashley had to go through that too. Yeah. Yeah. But you would, let me ask you this. Would you change your life now? And I think your business is not doing anywhere near what it did. What does that mean? Well, I mean, you're not, <laughs> you're, you're not out pursuing the almighty dollar up and down the hillsides like you used to. You're just chasing God. I mean, same yeah. care of your business, but yeah. Yeah. would you swap it? Would you go no. back? No, 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 not at all. Like I, if I were still pursuing that stuff, I wouldn't be able to do what God's asking me to do right now. And I am so much happier. Like I still have a good business. It's, yeah. you know, it's still a good business. And, um, but I'm able to do some pretty cool stuff, like little old me. You know, I was reminded um, the other day, I did this radio interview, um, and it went out to probably, I want to say around 100,000 people. And um, at first I was really nervous, and I said, oh my gosh, God, I'm kind of scared. And, you know, one thing that I always say before, even before I get up here, is I always say, Papa God, let's change the world. Because, and the reason why my book is called Papa God and Ashley is because he's really the author. Um, but without him, I can't do this. And so um, he's just blowing me away, you know. And, and God is no respecter of persons. He's wanting to use you in the same way. You're not going to have the same story as I am, but you can do the impossible because he, he can do the impossible. And he can come in and change your life and trickle down through generations and generations. Okay. We've got enough time for you to tell a little bit about you're headed where soon? Haiti? I'm heading to Haiti. Back to Haiti. Yeah. You took um, Reagan to Haiti, and she's addicted, isn't yes, she? Yes, she loves and missions. Now Rachel is going to Haiti. Maybe, maybe Reagan also. Yeah. So Reagan, uh, we, Reagan and I went to Haiti with my church. I live in Tampa um, last year. And I wanted to go to a Holt orphanage, but we couldn't go at that time. Um, but I'm, I want to go back um, because I definitely want to go to a Holt orphanage. But we went up to a little village called Jiranger, and we got to do a vacation Bible school with a bunch of kids. And it's so cool because, you know, um, they speak Creole. And so um, the, the international language is love. I remember when we were leaving there, we were crying because we were going to miss these people, and we really didn't even speak the same language. But God just showed up. We had translators and things like that. Um, but now Reagan's got the bug, and I said, Reagan, I said, we're going to go back to Haiti, um, but you need to let Rachel go this time. And she says, Mom, I'm going to pray <laughs> that God gives us the money for me to go back. And um, she, um, she's my little, she is my little fireball. And um, so I know God's got big plans for both of my girls, but I love that she wants to go there and serve. Yes. You know, and the one thing I've learned about missions is, you know, we think we're bringing something to them, 
Mm-mm. They're given to us. You know, you come back changed. You are not the same when you come. Everybody should go on a mission trip. Everybody. So anyway, by the way, where's your bucket? Where's my bucket? I need a bucket up here. Um, do you guys don't mind if I take up an offering for Ashley to go to Haiti, do you? Oh, that was lame. One more time. You guys do not mind if we take up an offering for Ashley to go to Haiti, do you? You know, I want to get behind what she's doing. And um, in a minute, we're going to turn her loose and she's going to be signing books. Um, if you're interested in Holt International, they, they do go out and find kids. Lisa and I um, support a little boy. Uh, for thirty-something dollars, they send him to school, buy books, get clothes, and it's a powerful thing. So, anyway, having said all of that, did you guys enjoy this today? Would you like to have Ashley back on a Wednesday night? She wants to come back. She wants to come back without me and preach. Is that all right with y'all? All right. Okay. Good. Move so, over, Bacon. Here move over, buddy. Amen. 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 <laughs> So, so anyway, we're going to close this part of it out. And, um, you know, in a minute, I'm going to turn this over to Lisa. If you came in here today and, and, and you want prayer, let me tell you something. You're not, you're not trying to talk God into something. He, he's, matter of fact, he's the one who brought you in. He's trying to get a hold of your, he's getting your attention, not you getting his. And once he gets your attention, he starts moving mightily in your life. And if you need that, you're in the right place today. Amen. Anything else before we pray? No. Anyway, let's, let's pray. Father God, um, I want to thank you for my daughter and what you're doing in her. More than anything else, it brings you glory because the God I met, November 16, 1975, when I walked an aisle and obeyed you, Lord, you changed everything. Changed my home, changed my family, changed my life. And I want my daughters and I want my sons to know you the way I know you. And I want the people in this church to know you the way I know you. This is not a religion, this is a relationship. There's a lot of stuff goes on in our lives that and, and, and we're trying to get you to fix it, but it's not about you fixing it, it's about you fixing us. And I pray today that 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 what we said and what Ashley said. And people would come to realize this is, this is about a relationship with God. This is about walking with you. And this is about submitting to you. And I pray, Father God, that people all over this room right now and listening by, uh, by SoundCloud or wherever would hear that in their heart and go, God, that's what I want. And I know that's what I need. And I give you praise and honor for everything you do in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, if you have an offering, go ahead and bring it up. and. Ashley will meet you outside in just a minute. <laughs> just, just bear with us for a minute. We're not done yet. We're going to pray over Rosa and Donna going to Honduras in a few hours. Just get in agreement with us. I told Rosa, I, you know, I'm a little envious. You guys know that you've been here for a long time. You used to watch your pastor go around the nations. I love going to nations and preaching. You have no idea what it's like to walk up a hill or drive up the side of a mountain on a one-lane road in a vehicle for an hour to get to a village of people who have nothing. And uh, the kids are barefoot and they live in a, adobe house with a dirt floor and a little fire pit and to go up there and give them you know shoes and christmas and but mainly jesus and to watch that pastor up there as we rosa went up and stuccoed his church painted his church put bathrooms in the school and before that they had a path and rosa put bathrooms in for the kids little boys bathroom little girls bathroom and they felt like little kings and queens up there, little kids in the mountain. And they are, they're precious. Well, you know, we can't all go, but I'm glad that Rosa's decided to take people and Donna. You know, y'all don't know this, but Donna speaks Spanish, Mexican. I found out it's different than Puerto Rican and, Spanish and all the other. So stretch your hands out toward them.
Heavenly Father, I want to thank you for Rosa and Donna. You said the steps of a good woman are ordered of the Lord. And you said, blessed are the feet of those that carry good news. Father God, there's something's going to happen in this trip beyond Rosa's imagination. There's going to be, a, a, at least I know, one miracle that will happen. I'm talking about a major one. It'll turn that village around. It'll turn that pasture. It'll turn, it'll turn that village on its head. And from the time you were a child, I called you to this. And I groomed you for this all of your life. You thought you found this church, but I found you. And I've set you apart for this job, and you're still in training. But I'm about to do things through you that you've never imagined because I'm a big God. You begin to speak, you begin to spend time with me and seek my face. I'm about to use your mouth and your hands like you have never imagined in your entire life. And you thought you were illiterate, but you're not because you're wise beyond your years. You have seen the poverty you have seen a world that most people have never seen. And yet those are your people. They're in your heart. Your sons and your daughters, that's who they are. And I'm sending you back to these people. You're not just a sidekick. You're a, you're a partner in this. And you also will begin to open your mouth. And you also will begin to share the things you're learning. And women and children will listen to what you're saying. And I will speak through you. And I will minister through you. And I will do things through you beyond your wildest imagination also. This is a new beginning for you in the name of Jesus. Now, Father God, thank you for... Everything that they need for this trip, take them down there, get them, get them there, and get them back safely. Angels, in Jesus' name, you watch over these two. You protect these two while they're gone. And you minister to them and through them. And I commission you to guard them and everywhere they go and everything they do. And I thank you for the miracles that my Father God has promised for this trip and for the things of the Spirit that these people will catch a hold of. And the, and the move of God they've started, even in the natural, will spread in the spiritual. And it will spread off that mountain and go down that mountain. And there are young men and women in that village that will fire up and begin to preach also. And become the flames of fire all over the hillsides. And Father God, bless their feet and everywhere they go in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. Thank you for listening to this powerful message by Pastor Daryl Morgan. We hope it blesses you. If you would like more info on Word of Life, sermons, and free downloads, please go to wordoflifeapopka.com. Thank you and have a blessed day.